It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Yes, Her Highnessness, Her Royalnessness, Her She's Freaking Right About Everythingness. Even when the host of the program has other ideas, he always gets spanked on his own show from her royalnessness. <laughs> and we love her for it. Princess Di joins us, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Princess Di, how are you today? I am wonderful, Sir James. The Knight of the Golden Order, the Duke of Snurdly, as I have so knighted you. Yes. So good to hear your voice. Who got his butt handed to him yesterday. <laughs> This was just, it was just, it was embarrassing. It was, it, it was, I'm still smarting over it, just so you know. I just knew I was right. I just had you finally, after all these years, I finally, oh, and then in a matter well, of moments. You spent a lot of time DMing me on gloating. And so, you know, you set yourself up. You know what the Bible says? Pride goeth before the fall. <laughs> and now she goes biblical on me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, um, there is a uh, piece in the Washington Post by uh, George Will. Do <laughs> you remember George Will? He used to be really important. He used to be. <laughs> <laughs> and he has been dethroned in the conservative world. And one of the reasons is, is he is one of the early sufferers of Trump derangement syndrome. And interestingly enough, his syndrome goes back decades. He has hated Donald Trump for a long time before he even became part of politics. He would write columns, just <laughs> venomous column, columns about Donald Trump. He, I think it's a stylistic thing. Will is an intellectual, as you know, very bright and uses big words. And Trump is not, nor does he pre pretend to be. And he is seen by intellectuals as rude, crude, and socially unacceptable. And so Will just reacted to, to Trump from the beginning with distaste, distaste discontent, just how dare this person even breathe. And so he has written a series of multiple columns over the years and added, added to this uh, series just recently. And it's the same thing. He basically says, and I like Trump. And the opinion piece that he has in the, in the Amazon Prime Washington Post <laughs> is that Donald Trump looks increasingly like a stray orange hair to be flicked <laughs> off the nation's sleeve. Well. Yes, that is the that is the position of the of the political establishment. They have been trying to gin up this thesis that we can get Trump voters, but we don't want Trump, and so they have this idea of Trumpism without Trump, which is impossible. You're not going to get one without the other, and they are so upset that they cannot seem to dislodge. Donald Trump from a position of influence within the political establishment in, in the specifically the Republican Party. His um, nominations and his endorsements carry great weight 
what he says, even though they've tried to stamp him out from every platform, actually drives the news. And so George Will is, you know, pettily and venomously mad about that. And he is trying to advance this narrative that, you know, this is just a, a temporary thing, that Trump is soon off the stage. He has no power. And they keep by saying it and repeating it. They hope to make it true. And it's not. Well, thinking about things making it true and it's not, I, there there is something that I wanted to. I sent you this story this morning, and this story just really, I mean, I almost, I teared up, and I just wanted to have a word about it with you. It's the story about the college quarterback, and this thing went viral. And I didn't, when I saw the headline, it didn't occur to me until I read it that this kid goes to Liberty University. And I just want to talk right. to you about this for a minute. Now, this this is a black basketball player, and someone caught him on the street, and someone just took pictures of it, and it went viral, and they found out more about him. And this kid stopped, opened up his luggage. He was carrying luggage somewhere. He was, he was, he, he was at an NFL draft event. His name is right. Malik Willis. He's a senior at Liberty University. And... He stops with his suitcase and takes clothes out of his suitcase to give to a homeless person, a homeless woman. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know what it reminded me of? What Rush used to say, which is character is what you do when no one is looking. And he clearly had no idea someone across the street eating at a restaurant was videoing this exchange, and he later was interviewed about it, this uh, football prospect who was uh, in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. He was interviewed about it, and he said he walked by the woman. He saw her on his way to this meeting with a potential sponsor, and then he didn't have any money. So when he came out of this meeting with a sponsor, they had given him a bunch of swag in a suitcase, and he realized well, he had something to give her now. So I thought that was such an important thing that he first saw her. I mean, so many people just walk by people in need. It, it doesn't touch their heart. It doesn't even enter. We're all kind of put the wall up, you know, for anything in social interactions. We have to protect ourselves. That's our stance. And he saw her and he felt her need. And then once he had something to give her, he, he kneeled down, he knelt, actually, and got into his suitcase and gave her clothes. And it is a very moving picture because he's clearly unaware of anyone observing it. And it just reminded me, I've met over the years uh, many students that have gone to, um, and these are not the Ivy League colleges, these aren't the Harvards, these aren't the Yales. I've met many students that went to Liberty University. I've met students that have gone to Hillsdale. I've met students that have gone to some of the other lesser-known Christian universities, and they have one thing in common. They're great kids. And Yeah. When you think about the, the abuse that Falwell, who found Jerry Falwell, Falwell who founded this, this college, this university, and also evangelicals in general, and also Liberty University has taken from the left in general – you know, I think that they have quietly gone about building character in their students, and they attract students of character clearly. And so that's good to give it a shout out. We need more of this in the world.
You know, I met Jerry Falwell, and I remember reading about Jerry Falwell long before I met him. I was a kid. You know, I've been reading news since I was a kid. And so I used to read about Jerry Falwell, this evil man with, uh, with, uh, from the moral majority, and these people were right. so mean, nasty, evil, rotten to the core, stink. And then I met Jerry Falwell. You know what, I, you know what happened when I met Jerry Falwell? He was one you of like the him? most, I loved him. Mm. He was one of the most warm, engaging, just effusively warm. And then he invited me down to the school, and I went. And I met with him again at the school. And and I saw the school. This was back when Liberty wasn't the multi-billion dollar campus that it is today. This is when it was really a small, fledgling school still. Mm. Did and, you speak there? Yeah, I spoke at Liberty a few years ago. And um, mm. with Jerry's son, Jerry, who has been in the news for some other things, and I still consider right. Jerry a dear friend. I don't, you know, I don't care. I don't abandon my friends. And Jerry and Jerry Falwell and his family—they're just wonderful people, and I love them all. They're great people. I love them. Now, well, it's um, a good reminder for us never to believe the lies of the left and the people that they abuse. We need to give them a second look. That's right. Speaking of giving a second look, you sent me a story that I want to encourage everybody to take a look at. You sent me a story on Mark Stein. Can you briefly? Let our audience know, and they can find this story, I think, at the Conservative Treehouse. Is that right? It was Mark Stein discussing the Ukraine conflict and bigger stuff. And Mark went through the four horses of the apocalypse. I watched this thing. It was amazing, Diana. Well, Mark Stein is an amazing analyst. I mean, that is one thing that you cannot go wrong. If you ever see his name anywhere to read the column, watch the video, he has got vast historical perspective and wit, and he makes it entertaining and interesting. And, you know, you and I both love him. And you also do a regular Tuesday appearance with him, which people should not miss because the back and forth is tremendous. And I don't think I can do the clip justice. I think you put it on your Twitter feed and people should go there. You cannot summarize the time. You, you have can. to You have that. to watch you... this clip. <laughs> this clip is so freaking, I, Diana, I was spellbound. I was like, this is yeah. just, this is just, this, this is amazing. And so, a yes, whole other it's, level. it's on a different level. Mark Stein, you can find it on my Twitter feed and or look for it on YouTube. Mark Stein discusses the Ukraine conflict and bigger stuff. And it is yeah. simply amazing. Last story, Diana, uh, for this morning. The states are suing Joe Biden and Merrick Garland over some of the state's attorneys are now suing them over this trying to call uh, 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 parents that were just interested in their kids' education in these school boards, domestic terrorists. Do you think that this is has legs? Is this going anywhere? Or is this one of these things that's just going to fade out and people forgot that it happened? It is going somewhere. This is an illegal process. There are quite a few states who are suing the attorney general because this is the this is the crux of it that they had asked for information through the, um, what is that called, where you ask for public information? Freedom of Information Act. Freedom of Information, right. I slipped my mind. And the um, the Justice Department turned them down flat and ignored them. 
And so they're suing to get the communication between the White House and the DOJ to see if this was a put-up job calling parents domestic terrorists by the White House. And the fact that they're not turning over any of this information tells me there's something to it. And the lawsuit is legit. Now, it reminds me of what you were just talking about, about our need to organize. Whenever we do, this is what happens. You have parents organizing. Immediately, the left understands the power of that because this is what they do. They organize, and when they see anybody on our side starting to do a little of organizing, they immediately are afraid because they know how powerful it is. So they had the White House itself, it looks like, actually run a domestic terrorist accusation against a lot of these parents. Now, it hasn't gone anywhere. The White House and the DOJ have claimed uh, they're they're not going to pursue it. But this is something that they believe. The other thing is an AP story. Similarly, attacks from within seen as a growing threat to elections. I don't know if you remember this. This was also when our side organized and started putting up people for um, offices as secretary of elections, local uh, election officials. And the left immediately knew this is terrible. This we cannot have because if we have people from the conservative or Republican side in positions of power, they can affect by making legit and fair the outcome of the elections. And so they're ginning up this with the AP saying this is called attacks from within. In other words, people who have elective office, elective electoral positions are attacking by making it honest. So you, you're you right. The organization is a threat on our side to them, and we need to do more of it. And the signs that it is effective are these attacks in the media. And we should never forget Lois Lerner at the IRS who got away with attacking the Tea Party when they were trying to organize from her offices in government. And yet today, she sits collecting her pension, no yep. accountability whatsoever. Exactly right. Diana Mee, Princess of Policy, the one, the only, Her Royal Highness. Thank you as always, Diana. We look forward to hearing you from you next week. And I will never again gloat <clears throat> in advance <laughs> that I am right because I'm still smarting for it, Your Highnessnessness. Ness. Ness. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sir James.